Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high-quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Just bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie will connect you with local pros who match your specific needs. Or book a service instantly at an upfront price. So join the millions of homeowners who use Angie to care for their homes and get your next home service job done well. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Why, why, why can't it be if your dogs are able to get out once, why couldn't they have gotten out twice? How many, you th- it's another roving pack of no, three pitbulls. Just a second. It's another out, roving but... pack of three pitbulls also roving yeah. around your neighborhood. There's another roaming three pitbull gang besides your three pitbull gang. There's a different three pitbull gang roaming in your neighborhood. This is the plaintiff, Kenneth Lipton. He says his cat, Casper, was attacked by the defendant's unsupervised pit bulls. And he wants the $1,972.40 in vet bills the defendants owe him. So he's suing. These are the defendants, Matthew and Blanca Parks. Matthew says their dogs are innocent, and he didn't in any way attack the plaintiff's cat. They say there's video of their dogs outside, which shows his dogs are being framed for something they didn't do. They're accused of failing to control their dogs. All parties, please raise your right hand. What you are about to witness is real. The participants are not actors. They are actual litigants with a case pending in civil court. Both parties have agreed to drop their claims and have their cases settled here before Judge Marilyn Millian in our forum, the People's Court. The People's Court is now in session. The Honorable Judge Marilyn Millian is our presiding. Litigants have been sworn, Your Honor. Thank you, Douglas. You're welcome. All right, Mr. Lipton. You are suing Mr. and Mrs. Parks for $1,972.40 in vet bills that you say are their fault. Tell me what happened. Well, on September 12th, I came home and there was a guy across the street came running over and he said that my cat had been attacked by three pit bulls and that uh, he came running over and he had some toy in his hand, like a swinging toy, and he got the dogs to leave the cat alone but he thought that the cat had died and that he called animal control and animal control showed up and after animal control showed up they took the cat and drove off they did animal control search for the pit bulls no animal control by the time animal control got there the pit bulls had run off okay now you didn't see any of this this is someone telling you this happened yeah the neighbor across the street came running over Okay, is that neighbor going to testify today? No, he's not going to testify, but he's in the animal control reports. Okay. It says that he was, okay. So what happened is, at that point, the cat was in the hospital, which was the Beverly Oaks Hospital. So at that point, I knew that the cat had been attacked by three pit bulls, but I had no idea who owned the, the dogs or anything. So about 10 days after that, this is 10 days later, um... The same, and then there was a neighbor who came over too, and he lives two doors up to the south of me, and he said he also saw the dogs attacking the cat. So then, ten days later, the three pit bulls were running up the street again, or 
and they got a video of them. Who's they? And the same na- Who's they? The neighbor, the same neighbor who was in the police report who said that he saw the dogs attack the cat, said that he identified the same three pit bulls and that they were running down the street. So he followed them. And there's a video camera, which you have of the dogs running. And he followed them to the house on my street, which was owned by Matthew Parks there. How far away do, do Mr. and Mrs. Park live from you? They're about 10 houses down the street. Had you ever seen their dogs before? I had never met their dogs and had, before. And had no. your neighbor, who's not here to testify, ever met their dogs before? No, he never met the dogs either. Okay. So what happens next? So the 10 days later, they followed the dogs to that house. They got, And they called animal control. And the same officers that had been trying to find out what happened the first time, they, they knew that the cat had been attacked. This is on that page, uh, it's page 10 on the bottom, and it says page 2 of 10, maybe. But that's the one that says that, that my cat was attacked 10 days earlier, and they figured out that the cat who's was... They, who's they? i got to be the one to figure it out. That's why I'm wondering, okay, sure. what, besides um, your evidence today is what, the report? Yeah, the animal control report says basically that... Why the isn't Conroy, the witness here to testify? I didn't bring the witness because the animal control reports give his name and said that they track, they traced the dogs back to the house and it was owned by Mr. Right. Parks. So, so you, you, what you're asking is for me to rule in your favor based on the animal control report as opposed to a live witness who testifies in front of me. You're asking me to base my verdict on what we call hearsay. Let me talk to you, Mr. and Mrs. Parks. What's going on? Because there's a video of your dogs running loose, isn't there? There is, and um, on on the 22nd, the dogs did get out, and the workers that we had here working on the houses notified us immediately that the dogs had gotten out. And uh, fortunately, I was I was basically almost home. I was how, how many dogs time. got out? Um. I, three, three, three what? Pit bulls. Three pit bulls. Yeah. All right, go on. Um, the on the twelfth, our dogs did not get out because if they had, we would have been notified immediately. Well, either that or someone's like a slack we jaw. On the twenty second. Wait, wait, no. Why? Why? Why can't it be? If your dogs are able to get out once, why couldn't they have gotten out twice? How many, you th- it's another roving pack of no, three pit bulls. Just a second. It's another out, roving but... pack of three pit bulls also roving yes. around your neighborhood. There's another roaming three pit bull gang besides your three pit bull gang. There's a different three pit bull gang roaming in your neighborhood. Yes, yes, there is. There is? Where do they live? That I don't know. So that, how do you know it, there it, are? There was an, another separate attack reported in the Neighborhood Watch website. Three pitbulls attacked a a person that was walking her dog on Ventura Boulevard, which is very close to our house. Three pitbulls, she was uh, on Ventura, and they attacked her uh, dog. What day did that happen? On the 12th. uh, Yeah, the same day. The the, same day. Yeah. How do you know those uh, weren't your dogs that were loose? uh, Because that day... Our dogs were at home when we got home, and if we... What do you mean by at home? Because, because what we have What do you mean by at home? In your yard? With, yeah, 
our dogs were at home. How do you know they didn't got home. come out of your yard and come back into your yard? Because we have experience with them getting out of the yard. How do you have experience with them home? getting out of the yard? So this has happened more than once. We do. How often have they gotten out and of your yard? In Granada Hills, in, uh, like a, a year ago, two, two years before that. A, a couple of times. How many times? A couple of times. But we Why have, is it always pit bulls that get out? Why isn't it ever fluffy, thing. the French poodle that gets out? <laughs> Why is it always pit bulls that when, get out? How's this happen? Consistent. So did animal control come and talk to you folks? They did. They did. What the they say? The officer came. He said that if they were uh, attacked a dog or a cat or anything, they would have some marks on them. Ten days Scratches, later? Ten days later, the marks might not have healed. And he said, it's ten days ago. Anything, so How he, is it that ten days ago the marks might it. not have healed? And what if they got the better of the cat? Three pit bulls. Maybe they didn't have any marks. Like you should see the other guy. Like you know. Well, the point I was trying to make is that we have experience with our dogs getting out. And when they get out... That's a terrible point to make in a case where you are being (laughs) sued for $1,900 in vet bills because your dogs got out. When they get out, they don't come back home. Why are you telling the uh, officer who comes to talk to you that you are certain your dogs did not get out when there's a video of your dogs out? On a different day. There's a video of the dogs out on a different day, not that day. No, 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 no. You find out late. That's your answer now for the video. But at the time that he talks to you, you say you're unaware of any attack, let alone his dogs getting out of the house. M. Parks stated he was certain his dogs have not gotten out. Well, you've already admitted to me that your dogs got out. But this isn't saying they got out on a different different day. day. This is saying they haven't gotten out. This is before the the, the video bubbles up, I guess. So why are you telling them you're certain your dogs have not gotten out as opposed to, listen, I know my dogs got out on the 26th, but they didn't get out on the 12th or whatever it was. At that time, he didn't know. You didn't know at that time. No, you didn't know that it was video. Obviously. Okay, because obviously you know on the day they get out because according to you, the contractors call you right away to say, ooh, dogs got out. So you knew. You just didn't know there was video proving it. Jeez. All right, let's see the, the video that um, everybody keeps talking about here. There's the gang of three pit bulls. Oh, Jesus. Who's that in the video there? Is that you, Mr. Parks? Is it his time? Uh, yeah. He just said, yeah. Now we know. So here's what we've got. We've got animal control asking you if your dogs ever get out and you saying no. We've got you testifying here that your dogs have got, that you have a lot of experience with them getting out. We've got video where we can see that your dogs got out. We have the person on the video saying, well, I guess now we know. Because he yelled to you, are those your dogs? And I guess you answered yes. Um, where would you go if you were me? I know that I know how my dogs behave. I know they, before this date, they lived for two years in a house with small dogs and cats. I know that my dogs would never attack. You know, Mr. Parks, every single a time cat. a pit bull owner testifies, they say what you're saying. They say, then they show me pictures of the pit bull playing with their grandson 
who's an infant, and they show me because because yeah. there's never a problem until there is, right? Because at the end of the day, we're not punishing them for being pit bulls. They're animals. If they exhibit animal behavior, it's expected. What we punish in court are the humans um, for letting them get out and do damage. I'm ruling in favor of the plaintiff in the amount of $1,972.40. Thank you, Your Honor. Mr. and Ms. Parks, let me ask you how you feel about the, uh, the judge's decision. You, you got a judgment against you now for $1,972. How about that? We, we still feel like it wasn't our dogs. Just, I mean, they, they, if our dogs get out, they don't come back home. What do you mean by that? If they, they get out, they out, don't come back home. What do you mean? They don't come back. They just keep going. They just keep going. The only way we got them back is because animal control picked them up and we had to pick them up at that shelter. That's the only way we got and them they, back. And they never attacked anybody. All right. Well, listen, yeah. uh, that's the judge's decision. you got to live with it. Uh, Mr. Lipton, um, never did hear anything about the outcome of uh, how your cat was injured. How's your oh, cat, cat doing, by the way? Yeah. The cat spent um, eight days in the hospital. Yeah. And the cat now walks kind of like, almost like he has arthritis. He walks kind of slow and stiff. Other than that, um, the cat seems fine. All right. Well, congratulations. You have won your case, and uh, good luck to you. Doug, if you have a situation where there are dogs roaming in a neighborhood, especially vicious dogs, and the owners will not take responsibility, call your Department of Animal Control. It's a local agency. They can come out and first talk to the owner, give the owner a warning. At a point, if the owner will not be responsible, Animal Control has the power to take the dogs away. Dear judges, Lately, many states are taking animal welfare and abuse seriously and fining and jailing severe cases. Will this affect how cases involving the ownership death of a pet is considered? If they're acknowledged as victims of abuse, how can they still be considered property and not a family member? No matter how much we love our dogs and our cats and our pets and how much they love us and the relationships we develop with them, at the end of the day, the courts consider them personal property. I mean, the, it would be the same as a, a, a tennis racket or a toaster or, or a bicycle, right? People uh, have a lot of problem with that, obviously. They do. They... And, you know, and, and, I, and I understand it, too. I mean, we don't have laws that forbid or we don't have the Society for the Prevention of Cruelty to Toasters, right? Right. But we do for our animals because we recognize that they're, you know, they're, they're important and, uh, you know, they're, they need they're protection. Special, and they, they need protection. They definitely need protection. But... They're still considered property in right. the eyes of the law. And we can have a society where we don't treat them as human, but we treat them humanely. Exactly. And, you know, that no cases that I ever sat on as a judge brought more public comment and outcry, emails, oh, phone messages. Than I, I had that case, on that case with yeah. the puppy stabbing, right? It right. was a domestic dispute where the guy grabs the wife's puppy and says, you love the puppy more than you love me plunges the knife into the puppy. Puppy lives. The puppy did survive, had a little bit of neurological damage, but, but recovered pretty well and was adopted by the, the cop who responded to the call. She, she I did him. not know yeah, that. She part. adopted him later. But. That's some. Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high-quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Whether it's routine maintenance and emergency repair or a dream project, Angie lets you compare quotes from multiple local pros 
browse homeowner reviews, and even book a service instantly, Angie's been connecting people with skilled pros for nearly 30 years. So the next time you have a home project, bring it to Angie to get your job done well. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. This is the plaintiff, Timothy Brown. He says he hired the defendant to install hybrid shutters on his house. And he's been waiting a whole year for this woman to do her job. And he's had it. That's right. He paid the defendant $2,042.40. He's called at least a hundred times over the year. She never returns his calls. And now he wants a full refund. So he's suing. This is the defendant, Jessica. She says the plaintiff ordered custom shutters, and it clearly states there are no refunds after 72 hours. Unfortunately, the pandemic has caused huge delays in the supply chain, and this guy just needs to learn some patience. Everyone is in the same boat these days, waiting for supplies, and she can't resell custom shutters and is not giving them a refund. She's accused of taking too long. All parties, please raise your right hands. Welcome back to the People's Court. Next case on the docket, the plaintiff says that he hired the defendant to put shutters on his house a year ago, and that job has still not been done. He wants his money back. But the defendant says there are supply chain issues all over the world, and the plaintiff is just going to have to show some patience. It's the case of don't shutter me in. Thank you, Douglas. You're welcome. Mr. Brown, you are suing uh, the company that Jessica is operations manager of, and you have authority by the owner to be here, correct? Yes, me. For $2,042.40, a deposit that you placed for some custom-made shutters that you've never received. Tell me what happened. So um, back in February 2021, uh, saw a circular that advertised shutters. It was a nice circular. It was professionally done. Um called uh, the number on the circular and uh, they sent a salesman out and he showed some samples. Uh, We chose the samples that we liked. There were 11 windows and um, gave him 60% deposit in the amount of 20.42.40. Several months go by in July, I reach out to the company and ask where the shutters are. And uh, Jessica says that you know, there's, uh, they haven't been delivered yet. They were um, supposed to be. De- does the contract say when they'll be delivered? I don't know. I took a picture of the, uh, the order form. That's all I, I have. So there's a, a space for putting the estimated time of delivery, and you guys did not fill that out, correct, Ms. Jessica? There is no time on there, Your Honor. Um, that would have been the sales rep who came out to Mr. Brown's home. Um, but normal shutters can take anywhere from 12 weeks up to six months. Um, where when did he order this? There's also no quote date. He placed the order with our company on February 18th. Is that correct, Mr. Brown? Yes. Okay. And then you placed the order on what day? I, I placed it the very next day, ma'am. Okay. Did anybody tell you it could take up to six months? No. They said eight to ten weeks. All right. And, in fact, how much time did you let pass before you contacted them and said, hey, what's going on? Five months. Five months. All right. So when you talk to them in five months, what does Ms. Jessica tell you? Uh, she says that there's, there's a problem. They're not shipping them. 
and there's uh, several customers, including me, that they are not shipping the uh, the product to. But she said that she has another truck due in on August the 9th, and if the shutters are not on that truck August the 9th, then they will manufacture the shutters in-house. She said it would take three days to manufacture, and then they can set up the installation. Okay, well, that sounds good. So you said, all right, fine, we've all got to suffer through this COVID thing, uh, supply chain problems, COVID, COVID, COVID. All right, so now August comes, and what happens? Uh, there was no contact in August. Um, the next contact I reached out to them uh, was September 10th. And that's when she said, look, you know what, we're, we're behind due to COVID. I said, okay, I get it. Another month goes by, and then I call um, in uh, October. I get through to Jessica. By the way, every time I call, if I can't get Jessica on the phone, I leave a voicemail. If somebody else answers the phone, they say they will give her the message. Is she in calling all the calls you back? I made, not once. In all the calls that I've made, I didn't get one return phone call. I always had to initiate the call. And if I got her, I was lucky. Okay. So October 15th, I, I call and um, I get her in the morning. She says, okay, I'm going to check on the order and I'll call you back with an installation date. A few hours go by. I don't hear from her. I call her again. Goes to voicemail. I leave a message. A few hours go by. I don't hear anything. I call. And this time when, when I go into the automated phone system, I press sales instead of customer service. And I explain the situation to him. He's like, all right, hold on. Let me, let me call her. So I'm on the phone. I'm on hold. He calls Jessica. Jessica, this is relayed to me from Bill. So I don't know what exactly I talked about. But he said, she said that she called, she talked to you this morning. She told you your installation date was going to be November the 12th. I said, well, I did talk to her this morning, but she never called me back. So, um, okay, I'm good with that. November the 12th. You are 12th a very patient man, Mr. Brown. Did the installation happen on November the 12th? No. Okay, so by October, it's actually eight months. By November, it's now nine months. The installation doesn't happen. Does anybody call you to tell you the installation's not happening? No, there was no call, no show. Okay. Jessica, what's going on? Unfortunately, when um, we were using a manufacturer, we did place Mr. Brown's order. I did the very next day. Um, we were supposed to have a delivery date. Actually, it was for June the 10th. I would call, no truck would show. We have been waiting um, almost a year for um, deliveries to come. And unfortunately, um, I'm the operations manager. Um, the way our phone system is set up, every phone call that comes into the company if it's not answered, leaves a message. And unfortunately, it got set up with my name. So I will have at one time, sometimes 155 messages. Um, this went on for a year. How, how long yes, does it take to fix the phone system? That's not being fixed, obviously. Um, I do the best I can. I'm one person. Okay, but this is, yeah, but here's customers. a problem, Jessica. But I have many I, I, we're, we're talking about Brown. a guy who isn't impatient. The guy waited nine, 10 months. And, and now you know, he's been very patient. Right. So at what point do you give him his money back? Because he doesn't want you arrested for fraud. He's not, uh, you know, he knows there's a supply chain problem. He's just asking for you to give him the, his money back. So what is your defense to that? Because it seems imminently reasonable. 
in the beginning, you know, it is a custom made product that we did pay for as well. Um, I'm not denying Mr. Brown a refund at all. Well, then why am I here if you're not denying him a refund? Did you refund the man's money? He never asked me for his refund. He never asked me Well, when me you got personally. the lawsuit in the mail, if you guys think I that is the right it. thing to do, why didn't you just send the guy his money? I was out with COVID, Your Honor. I just got back into the office and got the notice, and that was last week that I got the notice of the lawsuit. I'm having a difficult time with this because um, it's not as though the guy went... I have cases where somebody just loses their mind and goes to court after an impatient bout. This is not what we're talking about. We're talking about the guy shouldn't have to waste his personal time over and over with unreturned messages and phone calls. Nobody gets back to the guy. You know what? Give the guy back his money. $2,042.40 plus your court cost plus prejudgment statutory interest since the day you paid the money back in February of 2021. That's my verdict. So, no surprise here, the plaintiff is going to get his money back, and he certainly does deserve it. Jessica, let me ask you a question. Uh, number one, you know, now it's been almost a year. We're closing in on a year, and he hadn't heard Bo Diddley from you. How do you explain that? I've spoke to Mr. Brown many times. I, I, do not, I don't own the company. I work for them. Uh, well, I don't know. He's been very patient with you guys. and uh, Very patient. Trying to reach you. Yes, I mean, sir. It's, just, it's a terrible story for you. It makes your company look awful. So, Mr. Brown, you're going to get $2,042 back. How do you feel? I'm happy. I mean, I just want I just want to resolve the issue and move on. I go to another company. So, whatever, whatever well, reason, I just don't understand how Well, I'm how sorry, you, sorry you had such problems, but uh, at least uh, you did the right thing. You finally gave in and filed a lawsuit and it has worked out for you. So you're going to get your money back. You know, if time really means something in a contract to you, write the magic words, time is of the essence. That means the job has to be done when the contract says it has to be done. There's no leeway. Are you crafty in any way? And if so, what's your favorite craft? Which, what do you mean by crafty? Like, you know, uh, you know, do I've stuff been called crafty before, but <laughs> not that kind of crafty. Um, I used to love I have three daughters, so I used to love doing stuff with them. Like I would use the excuse that, you know, oh, it's for them. But it was really for you had me. a little too much fun. A little doing, too much like, fun with glitter and, and ceramics. The kids would come back with these primitive looking things and you'd have a bunch of things that you made. <laughs> that we still well, have. I was there. The I was killing the time. Here's a salad bowl. Yeah, here's a, here's a impeccable. Actually, the last thing I did you were making fun of me for. Which one was that? Um, I make fun of you for everything. Because I recovered some chairs myself. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, a bunch of chairs uh, that we came into with that have removable seats. Well, they're all fabric. removable. They have fabric. The, the, the top part comes off, and it's, it has fabric on it. You didn't like the color of the fabric. I didn't like the fabric, so <laughs> right. I bought fabric. I bought... Uh, you're like, what are you doing? Just right. get them recovered. Right. I said... No, nah, I'm going to do it myself. And I, <laughs> I got a, a, a hard staple gun, a right. upholstery staple yeah, gun. Right. And with the right tools, you can do anything. And I got... You made a, me pull about 150 staples I out. did. And so before I realized that, I really didn't have to point. Just cover over it. Uh, but um, with the right tools, you can do anything. And they came out pretty good, didn't they? Yeah, they came out. Yeah. Excellent. This is the plaintiff, Alexandre Belandrino. He says he's a personal trainer. And he hired the defendant to make him a custom car wrap so he could drive around advertising his business. As soon as he saw what the defendant made, he knew there were big problems. Two of them, wrong color and a backwards image. 
The defendant refuses to correct the problems, and he's here suing him for the $870.53 he wants back. This is the defendant, Danny. He says the plaintiff approved the color and images prior to printing. He did a full design and installation for him. And if he didn't like it, he never should have approved it in the first place. Owe him a full refund? No way. He's accused of getting it all wrong. All parties, please raise your right hands. Welcome back to the People's Court. Next case on the docket, the plaintiff says the defendant did a horrible job wrapping his car to show advertisements for a business that he has, and he wants a refund. But the defendant says the plaintiff signed off on the colors and the proof before he did the work, so he owes nothing. It's the case of that's a wrap. Thank you, Douglas. You're welcome, Okay, Mr. Bellandrino, you are suing Mr. Danny because you hired him to make you a, a wrap on your car, and according to you, it's been a disaster. Tell me about it. Yeah, uh, actually, I, I hired uh, his company three years ago, and they did an amazing job. I was really happy. Unfortunately, one year and a half after, I, I had a car accident, and it was a total loss. So I, I bought a new car and I decided to do the logo, the print again. And when they bring me the, the car, uh, right away I saw it wasn't the, the color I chose. Uh, a few minutes after when David left, I, I saw there was a mistake uh, because my logo is my business name, it's the website address. When you print in one side of the car, uh, the guy that's doing uh, setups, he's in a, above, uh, can I show the logo? Yes, please. <laughs> uh, he's above, uh, uh, like a, a board. Né? So when you do setups, makes sense if the is inclined. Uh, when you turn it to the other side of the car, uh, he stay on the client board, and then you need to flip the guy. Okay, was he The previous car, I didn't know about that, and uh, they did, they saw, and they did everything perfect. All right, Mr. Bellandrino, so this is a picture of the first car that they did, where they flipped the guy doing the... If you see, uh, but why did the they flip it? I don't even see how it. How, why they flipped yeah, the it back then? Shows wrong, but they they had uh, both sides of the car. I don't know what you're saying. Is and, this how your old car looked? Yes or no? Yes. Okay. So is this how your Cherokee ended up looking, or did they change something in the picture I'm looking at? This time, uh, also the proof. Uh, in the first time, I had both sides of the car. And I was able to see that was right. This time, uh, I didn't have the proof from the passenger side. Okay, so you noticed all that the first time. Why didn't you notice yeah. when they sent you this the proof time, this time? This time, uh, they didn't send the other side to verify if they put in the right position or not. When you picked up the car, was the guy flipped, yes or no? No. So why did you pick up the car? Why didn't you tell him you need to fix this? We talked about this. Because when uh, he bring me the car, 
I, I talked about the color. Uh, I, I didn't see right away about the flip. All right, Mr. Bellandrino, here's a picture that you submitted of the car. I can't even see the logo in this picture. Yeah. Yeah, do you have any better, did you take other pictures, maybe in daylight? This is the reason. Uh, I did the logo for people to see the, the logo. And unfortunately, uh, only if it's a shiny, bright day, you are going to see the logo. Okay, there so now, another... Mr. Danny, let me ask you. He picked a light gray color for the logo, and these are your pictures of the car. Is this how the job looked when you gave it to him? So that is a, a picture of the job outside of our office. Uh, that is how it looks like on the passenger side. Um, there's also proofs of how it looks like on the back and on the driver's side. Um, all of them um, are pretty much exactly what it looks like on the proof. Um, I understand that in the picture that Mr. Bellandrino had sent in saying that it did not look, that you couldn't see it. I mean, it was dark and it was shady. I'm still trying to understand, Mr. Bellandrino, what the complaint is about the fellow. What was Mr. Bellandrino's main complaint, Mr. Danny? Go ahead. All right. So the main complaint that Mr. Bellandrino had was the gentleman, was the image of the guy doing sit-ups. Now, the issue here is that, like, I have it, um, I sent in a couple of, um, he showed you himself, his logo, right? And so his logo is actually the guy doing sit-ups with the feet pointed towards the M, like it is here on the driver's side. Now, as a graphics company, we have different designers all the time. Whoever had um, given him the idea of flipping the logo doesn't make any sense. We don't flip logos when we do uh, one side to the other. We do car, car graphics all the time. All the time, the logo stays the same. It doesn't make any sense to ever flip the logo. When have you ever seen a logo for any company ever flipped? Uh, well, it doesn't make any sense. No, but uh, but here's the thing. Like, the way this thing is curving, the com is higher than the go. On the driver's side, you know, there's the incline. And then the way it's it's here on this other side, the com isn't higher than the go. That's why I guess the other designer thought maybe we should flip it. But, yeah, logos aren't usually flipped. I'm wondering why the go is high on one side and not on the other. The go is lower on one side. It's higher on the other side. It goes with the curvature of the car. That's how we designed it on both sides. When we do, But isn't the curvature like of both sides the exact same thing? Yeah, but we want to do a mirror image. I know. We that's... want to keep the angle going the same way. The curvature is actually it goes. Oh, I see what on you're saying. I see car. what you're saying because the ghost starts here on one side and the ghost starts here on the other side because you want to keep a mirror image. I got it now. All right. So, do you send him exactly. a proof of both sides? Uh, in this picture, in this particular situation, we did not send him a proof on both sides. But you we should because you were doing work on both on sides. Side. Go ahead. Um, I agree. No, normally, we do send proofs on both sides. I would like to uh, also explain that this was in the middle of 2020 right in the beginning of the pandemic. But um, okay, what I, I, what Mr. Bellandrino, did you not notice if you asked for decals in three places that you approved a proof that didn't show a decal of the other place? Like there's no, it, it's obvious that there's no passenger side here. Why did you approve the proof? I didn't. You didn't approve the proof? I told, I, I don't have the other side. And Show me where you, you said you I don't have the other side. The I'm sorry, side. do you have an approved proof from him? Um, I see an approval on June 18th, 2020. Okay, there we go. I'm sorry, but... Here you go. Let me know if this is fine so that I can have David price it out. 
Edwin, I like it. Do you think we could do gray instead of white? Is it going to be difficult to see? Then you send the pricing, and then he says, yeah, what... Pick up the car, the sooner the better. I mean, I don't, I don't see you uh, objecting or saying anything about the way the guy's facing. So that doesn't sound like someone who's unhappy with the job and wants a 100% refund now almost how many years later? Uh, it's like uh, one year later. Okay, so it's kind, of, it's kind of strange the way this case is laid out. You're, you're, you have all these complaints and you want me... Um, but you're suing a year later, but you paid for it after you got the car and had a chance to see it. To be honest, I wasn't asking to... I felt so bad for them, I was going to accept the wrong color. You picked the color. Yeah, it wasn't this color. And in the proof I sent, they may you have. I, I, I've read... Okay, I hear you saying, can we change from white to gray? I read that. And how is the color that you have not like gray? It is light gray. The proof... What color is but this, Mr. Danny? I sent to you. Light gray. Right. And that's what you say. In the emails, you say, can we switch to light gray? This is light gray. I realized that it, with a prior designer, they had decided, hey, this will look cooler if you switch the, the, the person to face the other way. That's great. I wish you had remembered that. I wish you folks, Mr. Danny, had sent a proof with both sides to it because it would have jogged his memory about that. I wish you had not said, yes, fabulous, let's go forward, even though you hadn't seen a picture of the other side. But at the end of the day, even as messy as this was, you looked at the job, and they gave it to you before you paid for it. Then you paid for the whole thing, and a year later, you're complaining about not liking it. And uh, that's just not going to fly. My verdict in this case is for the defendant. So the plaintiff fails to prove his case to the judge, and she finds for the defendant, Mr. Belladrino, it didn't work. You don't get your money back. What do you think? I'm upset because I hired one service, and it wasn't delivered the service I was hired. I, before my car, uh, people use, uh, was able to see the logo. Now they can't see. All right. Well, I'm sorry points. for you, but that's the judge's decision, and, uh, you know, you're just going to have to live with it. Danny, let me ask you, uh, what do you think? I honestly have no idea why he's upset. It's a beautiful car graphic. It's, I'm sure it yep. has helped his business. All right. Have you been sued? ever been sued like this before or not? This is the first time in our 14 years of business that we've been sued um, in any sense like this. How about that? All right. Well, listen, congratulations. You prevailed. Doug, this is a great example. You do not sit on your hands when you have a case. If you let somebody do work that shouldn't be done and you knew they were going to do it and could have stopped them but didn't, you were going to lose the case. Sitting on your hands is the difference between winning a lawsuit and losing one. When somebody does something wrong to you, act promptly. Do you still write checks? Use mail or auto pay? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> that just goes right to the heart of things, yeah, doesn't it? You spend half your life writing checks, don't you? I, I, I write checks. I try to do the auto pay thing, and, you know, it's, um, I, 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 uh, I don't like it. We're I like back, We're back to paper. That didn't last to, long. I, I mean, no, I, I mean, I'm digital on most things. I, yeah. I just, 
I need to have the checkbook. I need to have those. My, my debt, Jorge Milian yeah. taught me. Right. You have to have the stubs the on the side. The stubs on the left side. Save them all for tax and, time. And, and, uh, and not only that, when I want to know whatever, I don't have to spend 20 minutes figuring out what my password is or whatever. Right. Uh, you know, I don't, I don't have to ask the bank. I don't have to. Re- right. The bank doesn't have to give me the question. It's faster the answer, to go and grab I've got the, the answer in my and, closet. Yes. My answer's in my closet. I like yes. my answers in my closet. Right. But I have. I have gone digital on, on a lot of stuff. Right. I criticize you a lot because you refuse to learn shortcuts that have right. made life grand. Right. And there are a lot Technology of Technology is supposed to make my life easier, and it's, right. it's a mess. But I always have to te- go to my IT guy and try to get... I'm the IT sort of, guy. Exactly. But sometimes you just have to... Like, if you spend half an hour, you will save hours and hours of the future. Right. And right. we get frustrated, right. uh, our generation, because you don't want to spend the half hour, but you have to spend the half hour. Right. That's going to do it today, and we will see you tomorrow.